welcome to another episode of Two-Headed Game Master. I'm Cosmo, the first head. And I'm Dane, the laughing, crying, drama mask head. Because it's about drama today. I don't know. Is there, is there a name for those things? They gotta have a name. Yeah, whatever. We're not theater folk, as you could <laughs> probably tell, I guess. Um... <laughs> Two-Headed Game Master is a podcast about writing, designing, running, and playing role-playing games where we discuss our favorite hobby, share our thoughts with you, and play some games sometimes. Uh, well, we teased it a little bit, but what? what? what is this one? What are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about performance roles. Um, so, when is it appropriate to act out a role? Conversations about role-playing when the dice are involved, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it's appropriate to ask for it. Spoiler, we don't have an answer to this one. This is a very loosey-goosey one, if you could see on our notes here. This is just like a discussion prompt. This isn't... We don't have a great outline with an answer at the end, like how we usually do have exactly the right answer to what we're talking about. I mean, we always have that. I mean, this one's different because we don't have it, but like... All our That's other what I'm saying. We've episodes. always slam dunked yeah. everything yeah. and had the exact yes. right answer um, exactly. at the end of whatever exactly. we were talking about. We fucking nailed it. This one, yeah, it's going to break different. the mold a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, we're talking about performance roles. Right, because all we got are basically examples, and then we discuss, yeah. and then we summarize our discussion. And we've got some discussion points written down, but we'll see, you know, we'll see what we get to and what comes up. So... Examples. Examples. What exactly are we talking roles, about? Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is like a rousing speech. Mm-hmm. Like, right before your party goes into the big bad, the bards, like, gather up folks. Yeah. Or the team leader has something inspiring to say. Um, I don't know. Some sort of... Anyways, they do uh, yeah, you know, a they, performance. It's, yeah. it's it's a skill on D and D in D and D. Yeah, it's 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 it has a specific thing. There's so a like reason it, why it's in separate. In D and D, it's very you know it's got its own specific skill to go along with it. Mm-hmm. Performance role, uh, but it exists. Not, you know, yeah, yeah, not every game system has their own little thing for it, mm-hmm. but uh, it can definitely be in any game. Yeah, and the game master can choose whether to, like, award, like, some bonuses, like in D&D. It could mm-hmm. be inspiration um, or advantage, um, which is inspiration, you idiot. Uh, but, yeah, you know, other game systems might do it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but the same idea. So, you know, like, a rousing speech. That's a great one. That's a thing, uh, you know, that happens in drama, in storytelling all the time, and... You might want to inject that into your game if you're playing, or as a player, you know, you might want to try to do something like that. Mm-hmm. That could be cool. A um, couple other examples we got here is like a, attempting to seduce another player. Yeah. Or you know, it doesn't have to be like role players be that, horny. You know, it doesn't have to be erotic or <laughs> horny in nature. It could be you know. Seduction could be replaced with, like, you know, charm or persuade, right? Right. It doesn't have to have um, nasty, nasty in the nighttime yeah. uh, connotations. Right. Um, but seduction right. Um, is what we wrote down. So well, yeah, we wrote that down because it's titillating. Yeah, it's, it's always 
funny. And also, you know, like the classic, again, the bard thing, right? Yeah. I, or we already used the bard as, the, as an example for rousing speech. But they could also attempt a seduction. Many other characters can also attempt seduction. Yeah, but it's easy to pick on bards. Yeah. Just because it's, it's memes in the internet. <laughs> everyone everyone knows bards are horny. Everyone knows that's where all the half races half come from. <laughs> it's sloppy bards. Yes. Um, so, an attempted seduction. You're like, I want to seduce this NPC. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's my role, but this is what I say to him. And you might get some bonus points for acting out. You might have to act it out because it right. went badly. Something like that. We're discussing. Yeah, bit. we're going to get into that. Um, another example is like to intimidate an NPC. And you could do that really simply. You could just you know, kind of like move your coat a little bit and you know rest your hand on your gun. And that could be all you do. But maybe, you know... You it's, go after that family. Yeah, maybe you say something really mean. You really hurt their feelings. You really like you. Know, you say something, say something terrifying to make this character afraid of you. Achieve your goal and bypass like a combat encounter, perhaps. Um, when I guess is when and how is it appropriate to ask mm-hmm. when you're going through one of these situations. And this is the whole point of what we're talking about today. When one of these situations comes up in gameplay, when and how is it appropriate to, you know, ask of your players mm-hmm. that they actually, like, do some of the performance? Or, like, you know, how do you say that? Or, you know, because it's, it's hard to... Yeah. It's hard to have a speech right off the bat. It's hard to have, like... Mm-hmm. You know, your or from your the opposite side, line. if you do have a speech or a great pickup line ready, like mm-hmm. how do you get that in there before like the game master just assesses and moves on? Yeah, right. So, like from a player's side, like when do you ask for, hey, can I get yeah. like a little bit because can I've I got get a like, couple moments? I've here? got a zinger yeah. and I really want to like get it in there and I feel like I would be rewarded for it. I guess, well, maybe that's the first thing we should talk about. Is is it, do you think, a commonly held just sort of thing in the back of everyone's mind, game masters and players, that when they bring, you know, some high quality in character, you know, like role, role playing, playing or acting or whatever, when they, you know, have something that they want to say in character and deliver it like that, do you think it's reasonable to expect that that has like a positive or negative effect on gameplay depending on you know how it goes how good of a thing they deliver and do you think everyone kind of thinks that way i think that's the like conventional wisdom is oh a role's coming up role play yeah and then we're seeing i i think i i I also like i think this is the perfect moment to say that like that conventional wisdom might be wrong. Like a lot of conventional wisdom. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if you break it down, right, there's there's role-playing and then what the dice say happens. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you put somebody on the spot and they totally boof it, should that really count against them rolling good? Mm-hmm. Like, because, like, they're not their character, yeah. right? Like, they didn't have a rousing speech lined up. Mm-hmm. They just went for it. And it's like, my character would make a rousing speech at this point. 
And then the game master's like, okay, well, what do you say? And you're like, ah. And then he's like, hang on, ah, now. I'm not a writer. I'm not a, yeah. you know, I'm not an improv guy. Mm -hmm. But maybe you just, like, you're still a good role player. You're still a good player of the game. And you understand that, like, this is the moment where drama calls for this. And with a reasonable role, it should, you know, help out the situation or, you know, get a character to do what I want them to do, kind of. I, I think that conventional wisdom holds yeah, true. Well, like, I, I think if I were just to broad strokes it, I'd say you never penalize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. We you, can put that on the board, I'd yeah. say, starting. You never like penalize for, for bad, like, you know, on-the-spot speeches or, like, you know, attempts. Yeah. Right? That's extra. You know, that's like a little extra credit. You don't get... Well, like, I don't know. I don't know how school works. Like, if you... If there's an extra credit on a test, and, like, it's one of those stupid tests that, like, penalizes you for getting it wrong, which, like, those shouldn't be a yeah, thing. Yeah, that's, that's bad. Uh, that's bad teachering. But, anyways, I know those tests exist. So, like, if you try the extra credit point, like... If you get that question wrong, does it also negatively affect just because it was for, even though it was for extra credit? Shouldn't. Right? Well, I mean, like, it, you should never yeah. get penalized for getting it wrong, right? You know, mm -hmm. I hold fast by the just give it a try. You might get some points out of it. Oh, long essay question. You might pick up a couple points. Yeah. Anyways. And, yeah, you shouldn't be penalized for it. I, I would agree. Just, like, that fits in with my philosophy as a game master and what I would hope game masters would deliver to me as a player is that you know if i if i delivered some tasty you know role playing in like kind of the acting sense and i you know i had like a real saucy pickup line or something and it makes everyone at the table bust up and it also is like the right thing to say narratively in the scene i don't i don't think anyone would find it unreasonable to expect the game master to kind of give you a little reward for that. But having a boof of a line should also never punish you mm -hmm. unless you're like, unless you try it out. Right. And you know, it's a stinker and you're like, Oh yeah, everyone laughs. Like, is, okay. Is that like what your character says? And you say, no, but he tries some like saucy pickup line. You shouldn't be punished for not having the actual thing ready to say, you know, mm. you just say my character tries something. He's, he says something saucy and then go on to rolling because the dice is what's going to determine because your character is the one who lives in the world, right? Not right. You. I mean, that's what the whole reason of stats and everything mm -hmm. is I can do things or my character can do things that I can't like tell me a person that can make magic with their, with their, uh, um, Guitars. Guitars. No, that's not the word I'm looking for, but you a know loot? the yes. A loot. A loot. Because it's fantasy. Yeah. Because it's medieval. Fantasy. <laughs> yes. So like nobody, nobody like makes a spectral arm with their uh, loot, but you know that's a thing you can do. Yeah. Um. So obviously, well, we think it's obvious that they should never be penalized. Penalized. Yeah. I think maybe not everyone's thought about this before. Whether you're a player or game master, if you're if you're only a player and you've never you know felt the call to get into game mastering, you probably haven't thought about this in any sort of you know 
you, you've probably never tried to like categorize this knowledge and put it in order. But I think everyone kind of has it in the back of their mind that if they like, if they come up with something good, mm. it should affect the story and it should also, you know, be rewarded right. by the I, game master. Another thing I say on that is like within reason, of course, like, oh, it's the big bad boss. Probably seducing them's not going to work. Yeah. Like, regardless of how saucy their pickup line is. And that, I mean, that gets into the idea that, like, just because a roll, mm. just because, like, you roll a 20 or just because you roll what you think, you know, a check that should be a success, just just because it's not an abject failure doesn't mean you get automatically the result that you want. Yeah. Like, maybe you do, you know, spit some saucy pickup lines and the big boss like kind of you know he chuckles he's like i kind of like you but then he should be like too bad i have to kill you still and yeah then it should go or like it it probably shouldn't change great one is like oh yeah come over here and kiss me and then stab yeah and like the player can't do anything about it you just get stabbed right because you tried something really ridiculous yeah you tried something dumb and so enjoy the game master doesn't have to tell you even if you rolled a you know nat 20 they don't have to tell you that's a success or not and they're like they just tell you what you see mm-hmm. they sell they tell you you know what's going on but yeah it's yeah it's an unreasonable thing to expect that great acting should override the dice or what um what is like consistently inherent to the world you're playing if mm-hmm. it's the bad guy no amount of you know no amount of great speeching is going to get him to, like, join your side. He's being yeah. a bad guy. He's already, like, he's thought a lot he's about his position. His and he's working on his, you know, big crystal to, you know, explode the planet or whatever. So, thinking about this, we have, like, two kind of ways to approach it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. A role's coming up. That has some role play attached to it, that or you know some possible role play, right? Like, do you role play and then you do a role, or do you role first and then role play off of that? Mm. I think both are very valid options. I think yeah. The first one is pretty way more common, I believe. Like you, you do your rousing speech and then you roll. Right. So you're walking up to like you know you gotta like talk to the the big crime boss or whatever, but he's in his club. You gotta talk to like Jabba the Hut, and there's like there's guards at the door but you got to talk to him so you're not trying to shoot your way in so how are you going to get past the guards that's the like that's the premise yeah. right uh-huh. you you got to talk to these guys or trick them or convince them somehow right. there's going to be a conversation there's, so the interactivity of this encounter is set in front of the players and they know what they need to get to they don't know how they're going to achieve it there's role playing on the table there's, you know, like pretend you're a delivery man with a with an important package, or try and seduce I got the your guard, pizza radius, eh? or try and you know intimidate your way in without getting into a fight. Because mm-hmm. if you get into a fight, you'll just be fighting the whole palace, and that that's no good. So the role play is on the table, right out in front for everyone to see. You can see it coming up. You know you're gonna have to do something. That's great because then players can be like, okay, look at your character sheet. My character would try this. I mean, like, hey, can I try to intimidate them? 
Or can I try to deceive them? Can I try and do the delivery driver trick? Great. Then you ask your player, okay, how do you do that? What do you say? That's, you know, that's a way to do it. But then the other way, you know, to roll first and then ask your players what they said or what they... um. Right. I mean, which, which camp are you in? Are you in the... Well, I think both both is fine. I think if you miss the first one, if you miss the opportunity, um, or if someone blows past it and is just like, oh, I try and sneak by real quick. I kind of just like sidle by, whatever. And then the dice roll happens real fast and it's a failure. Then you got to kind of like, you got to ask them, how do you, how do you respond, I guess, in character? No... Okay. Well, because I think I think the rolling first is actually uh, a much better way, and maybe we should just talk about this now and then come back to this question. Okay. But uh, so like putting somebody on the spot as a GM, being like, "You got to role play this." Yeah. You know, and like, oh well, shit. Uh, let me let me. <clears throat> what's what's wait? How how's my character sound again? Like, what's my accent? You know, it's intimidating, mm. um, especially when like some players don't even get yeah. that far. Some players haven't got that far yet. They don't know their character's right. voice. Mm. Uh, they don't know, you know, the the vibes for them yet. They they just don't know that. And when you mm. ask them, that's a little too much on the spot. So, like, getting somebody to role play, I think, is. It's important because, like, you know, a lot of first-time players, like, you know, like Taylor, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shout-out to Taylor. Love you. Yeah. Um, I mean, love him to death. He's not really a first-time player anymore. Well, but he I was mean, at one when point. When he was. Yeah. And he was, like, in, like, back back way in the day when we were doing Torque. And, like, he's like, oh, that looks like, you know, when we were at, like, yeah. you know, hanging out. And we were all doing it, and he's not. And he's like, oh, that kind of looks like fun. But, like, oh, I'm not, I'm not creative. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. doing that. And... Then we finally got him into it. But so like a player like that who's like, oh, well, I mean, it seems really fun and I want to have fun with you guys. But like, I don't know if I can hack it. Right. Well, give them an opportunity. Be like, OK, you know, here's a situation. They're like, oh, well, I want to intimidate the guard. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm just going to roll an intimidation. It's like, well, hold on now. Role play time. So I think that's completely fair and okay, and I think it's even better to, like, give them a little push. Mm. And then obviously, like, don't, don't like, pull up and, like, dig your heels in, like, no, you have to. If they're like, no, nah, I don't, I don't feel like it, like, yeah. I don't, I can't, I can't. That's, like, as soon as, as soon as you get any sort of, like, resistance there, I think it's very important as a game master think, to recognize that. I think a little resistance where they're like, oh, I have to, and they're yeah. like... Come on, just well, give it yeah, a try. say something. But as soon as they're like, uh, no, then yeah. then like, okay, you let it go. Because yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna like pull them out that way. So so when I was rolling yeah, first, right. as opposed to role play and then doing the roll to see about uh, the results. On, I'm not done with the with the like okay. goading and pushing, right? So because I think. If you just like, oh, well, you're going to try uh, a rousing speech role. Give us a rousing speech for, you know, the 
person who's like, oh, well, I don't think I can. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if you have them roll first, they can play off the dice. Because, like, oh, they get a banger roll. They get a, you know, a natty 20. They know that's good. So whatever they say doesn't matter because they already succeeded. Mm-hmm. So, like, they could say something really stupid like, uh, bleep blop to the moon, right? <laughs> and apparently that works. Like, mm-hmm. the other the other characters were like, yeah, I'm ready to fucking go. So that's why I think the, the rolling first is it gives something to play on. Because if you roll badly, then you can just, like... I geez. think that's kind of the key point of why, like, these are two different things and why they have separate value. Like... Yeah, if you have people who are, like, natural to this, they're automatically going to come up to the situation and be like, okay, I know what I'm going to say to these guys. They're going to try it, and And then then they're going to see what the dice say. And the dice are going to control the NPCs. The dice are whether or not the NPCs are responsive to it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But if you do it the other way, and you come up and you're like, hey, I want to charm my way past these guys. This is my first, like, charm roll thing. Maybe this is my first session ever. You're like, okay, give me a charm roll, roll a dice, add your bonus, look at the result, and then tell them, like, hey, this went really well. What did you say to them that went so well? Yeah. Then you've you've given them more of a prompt than just, like, that empty stage of, like, hey, there's guards over there. Right. Veteran role players will see that, and then, you know, they'll, like, they'll step into the spotlight. They'll have an idea. But if they're not there yet, then giving them more and be like, hey, you already did this. Like the scene already happened. You've you've beaten the you've beaten the skill check. You're on to the next encounter. You got through the doors. What did you say right. that like? I just got I, gotta, the I gotta put it, you know, for the notes, like, you know, for yeah. the record of this. And then that kind of more specific and I think more encouraging prompt mm. can be really great to like that can bring people out of their shells a little bit. They'll be like, oh, well, you know, I... I told them to fuck off. Yeah. And it probably won't be great at yeah. first. When you when you do that and you ask for, like, on-the-spot role-playing, whether you're doing it before the dice roll or after, what happens a lot, especially with new players, is you'll get, like, a quip. They'll, they'll be uncomfortable with the attention, and so they'll just, like, they'll try and throw out a zinger. Yeah. And that's okay, especially if you're doing it, you know, roll the dice first and then, hey, what did you say that, like, hey, you really pissed them off. That did not work. What did you say? And they're like, oh, I said, uh, like, a your mama joke, and I guess it wasn't very good. You'll start to, like, you'll start to train them, and they'll tra- they'll start to train themselves to make zingers that are actually, like, on target. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's one of the hard things, like, well, hard things. Um, something that is a little bit of a barrier to entry, especially now with, and like we already talked about this in previous episodes, um, about like the, all the professionals. Yeah, we talked about it a right? lot in our expectations video. So Comparing yourself to entertainment professionals can make you feel... So new people to, to the hobby, probably, you know, they're interested in it. They've seen some stuff. Um, it's not like it used to be where you, like, had to have an older brother who was into it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can just see that shit on YouTube or Amazon yeah. Prime. You can watch it and learn how to play, and then you can go do it. But, like, 
all they've seen is that. And they're like, ooh, I don't know if I could stick with a consistent accent the whole time. I mean, fuck, dude. My accents are horrible. And it kind of, I kind of hate it. Like, I kind of, like, practice pretty hard at them. And they still suck. I so think like, your accents are good. What he does a lot for for folks at home is he'll revert, like, you know, one to the other. And, yeah, you know, like, he'll fall into an Australian accent. Like, I guess that's, Australian? that's his elf accent for every... Oh, he's doing his elf accent. That's Mom just what elf. he falls into. And that's just going to happen. But also, you know, we talked about that in our expectation video. We talked about the types of role-playing as, you know kind of kind of like categorized by just like are you just rolling dice are you role playing are you like capital r role playing an accent or a voice does not equate to top tier role playing necessarily Mm -hmm. good role playing is just you know thinking what your character would do if your players aren't comfortable like doing accents then that's fine Mm -hmm. right that's they can still role play the shit out of that instance with no accent or you know anything yeah Right, they can just be like, "Oh, as a character in the world, I'd be like, "Hey, man, hey, guard, don't touch us. We got the 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 scarlet fox or whatever. Yeah. I don't know." And then it's like, "Oh shit, the scarlet fox. Yeah. Ooh, I'm gonna stay away from you." Because the dice determined how the yeah. NPC is gonna respond to that. Yeah. I was okay. I was doing Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to like actually use Pentapox, but you know, then I was like, I should just use Pentapox. That's a great little trope. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah, pretending. That's sort of pretending. That's And that's the sort of stuff that we're talking about, really, is, you know, like, inspiring, deceiving, charming, seducing, intimidating. Those, those sort of things, that all kind of falls under performance. It doesn't all fall under the performance skill in strict D&D terms, but, mm-hmm. like, performing. And... I think it, yeah. Well, we've we've established a couple things, and I think it's okay to briefly revisit them. So, conventional wisdom, as you said, and I think this is held by pretty much everyone involved, whether they have, you know, whether they know it or not, whether they've thought about it or not, I think everyone would agree with these things when they, like, encountered them on the table. Role-playing should be rewarded to some degree. Right? Mm-hmm. Um lack of great role-playing, lack of acting, lack of, you know, whatever, that just shouldn't be punished. Yeah. That's it. It's, uh, you know, it's it's not it's not two sides of the coin where if you do a bad job, you're automatically... Mm-hmm. It's extra credit because it. it makes it fun mm-hmm. for... It makes it fun for everybody. And, like, yeah, oh, but, like, it could be not fun. That's true, that's true. Mm-hmm. Everybody can make everything suck, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, here's a here's a nice beach. Wrong person there makes it mm-hmm. suck. Bad attitude. But... It's ruined. For the most part, like, if you're with a group that you're comfortable with, everybody, like, gets up in a, and not gets up, literally, but in their minds, they're like, yeah, fuck yeah, go... You know, go Cosmo. You tell them mm-hmm. when they're doing their role play. You say that funny phrase, or you give a mm-hmm. good speech, whatever. Yeah, the I I think the subconscious expectation for pretty much everyone involved in this hobby would be you should be rewarded for good, basically for, for participation. For, yeah, right? 
for being our participant um, yeah. to the fullest. Now, question: How how great a reward is within the like error bars? I guess right. Like obviously, like oh, if they if they give a really good rousing speech but roll horribly, like they roll a crit one. Do you let that slide just because they gave a banger of a speech? I like to do, you know, if I like what's happening and if it fits with what's going on, I like to just throw advantage around. I like to be very, um, I, I like to be very generous with advantage and disadvantage with with most systems that we that we use, and. For those role players who don't know what that is, which I can't imagine, but yeah. uh, if you don't, because you're playing some cool in like small system that isn't D and D, was definitely worth explaining because it's also been different in different versions yeah. of D and D. Fair enough. Uh, advantage is you get to roll twice, take the higher. Disadvantage is roll twice, take the lower. Mm-hmm. So uh, mathematically, that equates to about a plus five or a minus five, depending if it's. Um, disadvantage or advantage it's a it's a five point or a 20 percent increase or decrease in probability and uh yeah i like if there's if there's good participation or you know a great piece of acting if someone says something you know that's on point or funny or inspiring whatever i like to just be very free and throw advantage in there and we like advantage that especially if it doesn't work on the first time mm-hmm. if they're like you know if they're coming up and they're gonna like chop someone's head off or whatever and then they also have a cool line to say <laughs> then like that cool line has kind of changed the stakes of that moment why don't you take a load off yeah honey? in like storytelling terms right when a when a one-liner Mm-hmm. is said like Schwarzenegger in Commando he doesn't say one liners <laughs> and then his gun misfires right he uh, says one liners and then he wastes a bad guy yeah so if that's if that's on the table especially mm-hmm. if it looks like they're going to fail if i like i see and like ooh that's a 8 i don't know if that's going to i don't know what your bonus is mm-hmm. necessarily but like hey go ahead give me advantage cuz that was cool that's how i kind of like to do it yeah, I mean, if you're throwing advantages around, though, then it's definitely a role-play first, then roll situation. It is. Um, and that, I think, you know, comes from the group that we play with. You know, you and me basically always being involved. And the people that we're playing you with... Basically, you playing without me? I haven't. Ah, got him. <laughs> I have a I missed a couple of Enzo sessions. Well, I missed oh, one true. of Enzo sessions. That's true. That's pretty that's true. That's pretty true. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So that is... You're right. That is role play and then role. That's how I've been doing yeah. it, but that's because the group... The group that I've been running for and the group mm-hmm. I've been participating with as a player is pretty comfortable. And I think also... Um, 
experienced enough to recognize the situations as they come. Mm. And also not to say that you can't throw advantage around when you roll first and like, okay, that's like a 10. Yeah. So like, you don't really know. It could be a success. It could be a failure. Um, but like definitely for me, if I believe I'm going to fail, I'm going to pl- role play down to it. Like, oh, yeah. I'm trying to... I'm trying to get my way past this guard, then I'm going to just say something really stupid mm-hmm. like, I have a bomb! Yeah. And right? that's a great way that, you know, the other way works. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. you know, roll first and then role play after right. works phenomenally then, with experienced players as well. I was, I was trying to watch, because, like, with advantage, it's like, yo, I rolled an eight, so I think that fails. I have a bomb! Yeah. And then the game master's like, actually, that's pretty good. Why don't you roll advantage? Yeah. And then I roll again and succeed. Then it's like, the guards believe me, and they run away. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, yeah, I shouldn't have said I had a bomb, but I guess it worked. Yeah. So anyways, I mean, you can do it both ways. I've mm-hmm. heard it both ways. No, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> and no, you haven't heard it both ways. All right. So, um, we, I mean, we were kind of talking about it because effect on difficulty, advantage yeah. and disadvantage mm-hmm. has direct effect on that. But... We set kind of two things. Well, we put them on the board, right? Good role-playing should be rewarded to some degree. But a lack of role-playing should also not be punished. Should never because be it punished. probably comes from just a lack of experience and comfortability. Yeah. That shouldn't be punished. You should just, you know, cultivate on. a healthy role-playing environment yeah. and your players will get better at it. Mm. But say you are rocking a pretty experienced group of players. Is it... Is it acceptable, do you think, to, uh, you know, a group of, uh, a player says something, right? Mm-hmm. Player tries something like a one-liner or a player like, tries is to... is that actually what yeah, you say? Like, say, is that what you say? Because you know what the NPC's... Deal is, Yeah, right? you know yeah. their deal. You know what they believe. You know yeah. what they think about mm-hmm. this situation. You know what their orders are, whatever. Right. And so a player comes up like, easy and tries... Example. Warrior queen. Yeah. Some one of the players is like, "Hey, nice ass." Right. She chopped your right. anybody you else's say, head you off. You say like, that. right? Okay, so you know who this character is, and like you're in the throne room, whatever. Mm-hmm. Is that really what you say? And if they double down on it, then I think you gotta increase the difficulty. Mm-hmm. Also, it's not just decreasing the difficulty in reward for good role play. When players have the experience and the wherewithal to know what they're doing. Hmm. then I think it is acceptable to, you know, turn it up the other direction. Yeah. And I, I think the difference is in, like, that situation, it doesn't fit in with the story. It's not like, oh, they got nervous, like, the player got nervous on the spot and kind of just, like, said some nonsense. It's like the player knew what was happening mm-hmm. and deliberately said something like antagonistic yeah so when that happens i do i do think you can you can punish on that i guess especially if you ask and you're like is that a joke that you're yeah. saying for like the table like, ah, everybody laughed that's right. pretty funny right. but like is that what your character yeah, says but does sir butthead actually say that and they're like yeah that's what he says because then they've like you've given him a chance and to he think gives about a it. wink as well right yeah you've given him a chance to think okay. about it they're like yes my character is an asshole, and he does say that. And you're right. like, great. Uh, the guards show up, and like, now you're gonna have to like fight to the death 
one of the Kingsguard or something. Mm -hmm. And like, fuck. But now the story is going in an interesting direction. And that'll probably be fun combat and Mm -hmm. roleplay. Yeah. So if they know what they're doing and they commit to stuff like that, I think it is. But that is dependent on comfortability. Yeah. Right? It's unfair to ask a player who's, you know, uncomfortable with the new hobby of role-playing, who makes a joke... And then punish the shit out of them. And then, yeah, yeah, punish the shit out of them. That's not very fair. Your guy shouldn't have said that. You know, it's uh, illegal in this city to... uh, You know, for a dragonborn to say those words. And now Mm -hmm. you're off to the dungeon. (laughs) That's, you know, that's kind of bullshit. That's pretty harsh. That's pretty lame. Yeah. But, yeah, I think uh, in terms of, like, if it's story-wise a good thing to punish, then that's okay. Um, but if it's just lack of um, comfortability and kind of just, you know, uh, if it's kind of just in good, in, I guess it's intention is what yeah, I'm intention. I'm yeah. beating around the bush. Right, right, right. It's intention. If the intent was honest and like, I'll give it my best shot. Mm-hmm. Here's here's what I attempt to say. Don't punish that. Right. But if it's deliberately like disruptive, disruptive or antagonistic. slash, you know, yeah, antagonistic, uh, then yeah, sure. Feel free to punish the mm-hmm. shit out of that. Because that will, again, I think come from experience. Inexperienced players will often resort to a quip or, uh, you know, a, uh, they'll try a zinger. And you can be like, okay, you know, is that what your character actually says? And they'll probably be like, no, I I think my character would actually keep quiet in this situation because I'm intimidated by the, you know, Mm -hmm. by the royal throne room and the armored guards. So I don't think my character would say anything, actually. And you're like, cool, that's fine. Now they're role playing. Like they're, Mm -hmm. you got them to think about it. It's okay to like throw out a joke. Yeah. You know, but unless you know your players are experienced and you know they're like in character, it's it's probably not fair to punish them for it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, so like last thing, I guess, is just, yeah, communicate. That, that um, knowing like when your character or when your players are in character or not, mm-hmm. like, you know, that comes from talking and that'll, playing together yeah. for a long time. That'll come from experience. But if you're starting a new group or you're bringing in new people, you might have to feel it out for a little bit. Mm. Yeah, and then, you know, don't be afraid to ask for role play, but definitely uh, back off pretty quickly, mm-hmm. um, which I guess basically we're summarizing now. Okay, so... Yeah, we basically... Yeah. Um, performance roles, right? Uh, there's a problem that is going to be solved by a dice roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting past an NPC, trying to seduce an NPC... The results of the like dice that. roll yes. are going to, you know, tell everyone at the table how well it went, how mm-hmm. well, you know, a character responded to an interpersonal exchange yes. one way or another. And since it's interpersonal, there's some great opportunity for a little acting, a little role play. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you can role play before you roll, mm-hmm. maybe get advantage. Uh, if they're not comfortable doing that, don't force them. And if they give it a shot, don't punish them for, you know, not nailing it on the yeah. first try. Um, and kind of just, yeah, go along with your players' comfort levels. Uh, the more you play with them, the more comfortable you guys are going to be, which means you're going to like know 
where that intent intent is. Like, are they trying or are they deliberately being a butthead? Yeah. Um, if they're deliberately being a butthead, yeah, okay. Forget what we said about not punishing. Go ahead. Yeah. Get the guards pissed off. Yeah, if they know, know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Because they're probably doing that because they want to explore that what happens in the story yes. if that happens. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of your responsibility as a game master. Back however many weeks ago, we talked about consistency and what is whose responsibility. Mm-hmm. If that's what they're trying to do, and they're like, this is how my character behaves, it's because they want to see what happens in the world when a character behaves that way, and it's kind of your responsibility to deliver it. But... Yeah, I mean, you know, there it is. But don't punish a newbie for just, right, like, yeah. for just whipping off a, a zinger. Trying to whip off a zinger, because if you punish them, then they'll be like, yeah, that sucked, I'm never doing that again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think... Role-playing should be rewarded. A lack of role-playing should not be punished. Yeah. That's about, I mean... That's basically all we accomplished. We were joking at the beginning about, you know, threading the needle every single time, hitting a bullseye. That's the 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 nail on the head there? I kinda do. Like it varies a little bit with experience level and uh comfortability level between players and game masters. Mm -hmm. But I think that's like that's the jam. That's a There's your fucking answer. Uh reward Reward role playing. You say it. Role playing should be rewarded. A lack of role playing shouldn't be punished. There it is. Until you know that's what they're doing wrong. You yeah. they're doing it wrong on purpose, and then in that case, it's still role playing. Mm. And the punishment sort of is a kind of like Fifty Shades of Grey reward. They want that punishment. Those mm. filthy, filthy those players. Filthy. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah. Okay. So performance rolls. That was yeah. There it is. Uh. That's the end of this. That's the end of this episode of Two HGM. You can find us at two HGM.com. That also stands for Two Headed Game Master. Yeah, that's that's the name of our show. We're kind of in opposite roles here on our outro. Mm -hmm. Uh, On our website, there's contact feedback. We'd love to hear from you. You can uh, you can reach out to us via email. There is the Eclipse Engine for free, a free role-playing system we wrote a while ago and we've used a lot and iterated a lot. Um, There's also Patreon and Twitter links. Follow us on Twitter. We're fun. Give us money on Patreon. We're poor. We're trying. We're trying. (laughs) Uh, Also, stay tuned for Afterlife updates. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you don't know what that is because this is your first time listening. um, Well, then this was probably a... Yeah. This was an episode. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Afterlife is our own uh, system and world um, that we created. It's post-apocalyptic. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. It's got some cool shit in there. Yes. Um, yeah. uh, we out. are we're in the final stages of finishing. I mean, we basically have a finished version that we are polishing up, and we plan to release that in the... In November, yeah, November ish, you know, around around our birthday. Um, two HGM's birthday. Two HGM birthday is, uh, yeah, November is when our year ticks over, uh, and that's gonna be fun. So yeah, stay tuned. It's gonna kick ass. It does kick ass, and soon it'll be available for everybody. Uh, real quick, thank you to the Burning Saviors 
for the use of their song Pontilla's Finest as the intro and outro to our show. And we will see everybody next time. See you next time.